Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. Back in the thick of it, the owners' meetings going on down south. The Packers general manager, Brian Gutekunst, set to speak right in the middle of this live stream. And I thought about moving the start time, but I really don't expect Brian Gutekunst to say anything too earth-shattering during his appearance. We know we heard from Joe Douglas, the general manager for the Jets earlier today. We also heard from Sala, the head coach of the Jets. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur tomorrow, which I am actually kind of interested in hearing what Matt has to say. We haven't, He's kind of the one party we haven't heard from since uh, everything transpired uh, after the season was over. Matt clearly obviously has his season-ending presser, but then since then we haven't heard from the man. Interested to get his take on things. Uh, in the meantime, Jordan Love's getting ready to be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And now that we found Love, what are we going to do with it? I know a lot of people expect uh, the Matt LaFleur offense to arrive in Green Bay. And, I mean, look, I'm, I'm expecting things to change a bit. Obviously, I think there will be hallmarks of what was happening while Aaron was in town that will disappear. Um, but I still think we'll see, you know, some remnants of that style, the spread offense some of the things that Matt probably likes and thinks they can take advantage of. I don't think you completely junk what you were doing with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was a big component in constructing uh, the offense in Green Bay for the last four years. As Matt said, when he took over, it's the Packers offense. It's not anybody's singular offense. I'm also interested to see what other voices come to the fore, so to speak, when it comes to um, building the offense, uh, maintaining the identity. Does uh, Stenovich get more of a say? Does he get a louder voice in the room? Does Tom Clements have more of a say? Um, how much stamp on this is, is Matt LaFleur going to put? You know, How much more does he utilize Jordan Love's legs? I mean, this is a young kid who can run around and get outside the pocket, maybe take advantage of some of the boot action that didn't hear see a ton of with Rodgers in town, um, especially not in these last few years. But uh, I think the you know, the, what the most the most kind of striking thing we will probably see is something along those lines regarding Jordan and his, his athleticism. And I'm not saying he's going to be Randall Cunningham out there or anything, but I do think you will see uh, some more plays designed to utilize his legs and not just to run, but to get him outside the pocket and uh, take advantage of the illusion of complexity, if you will, getting that zone stretch working and then getting him on the bootleg, either to run it or to throw it. Um, but I'm fascinated to see, like I said, who gets who who are the who are the uh, chefs in the kitchen, so to speak, when it comes to creating whatever the 2023 version of the Green Bay Packers offense is. Because ultimately, it's always going to be a collaboration when Matt's in town. He's made that very clear. So when people start saying like we're finally going to get to see the Matt Lafleur offense, I don't think that's strictly true. I think we're going to see uh, an amalgamation of a lot of different things, and obviously Matt has final say. But, you know, I again, I'm just fascinated to see uh, who rises to the front here as far as having their voice in the room when things are being drawn up. You know, a lot was made back in 2020 of those Zoom sessions and the work they did in the offseason. Well, who's that going to be now? They're going to be in the building starting April 17th. That was announced, uh, I believe, on Friday or late, late in the week uh, that the offseason program begins April 17th. Um, now, coaches are obviously working now through the offseason, but... You know, once they uh, have people in the building and, you know, start cooking with gas, so to speak, when it comes to uh, designing the offense, just fascinated to see how that plays out uh, at the staff level.
because I'm a total nerd. Much like all of you. That's right. Y'all come here every day, and I love you for it. Packers fans worldwide. Good to see everybody in the comments section. Callum's here. What's up, Callum? Hope you're doing well. What do you think the Packers will look like with Jordan Love? I think it will be uh, a little interesting, especially early on. I think, as I was just saying, they're going to be um, taking advantage of things that probably weren't available with Aaron in town. And that's not to say that Aaron didn't offer other things. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, soon-to-be player coach. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Steven Nags, perhaps unfair, but wondering how durable Jordan might be. His build looks slight and a bit concerned about the pounding received in the NFL. Thoughts? I I have no thoughts. Uh, it seems like every guy gets tagged with he's injury prone until he plays like 500 games in a row. Um, injuries happen. The injury rate in the NFL is 100%. Remember, everyone thought Aaron Rodgers was, quote, injury prone because he broke his foot and then he hurt his hamstring and he had a couple other, you know, nicks while he was coming in for mop-up duty or backup duty under Favre. And, you know, he turned out to be a warrior. He turned out to be a real tough guy. Now, of course, he did miss starts, but everybody does, you know. So, no, I have no concerns. He's a football player, you know. I, I don't think his build or his frame has anything to do with it. It's mostly mental. Um, <laughs> Nag, should we compare Love to Rogers? Is that right? No. No, it is not. Drew, I won a MVP with Love in Madden, so I'm excited for the future. <laughs> the clown emoji is apt, sir. Um, hey, man, Godspeed. I will say, it has been an adventure trying to uh, learn how to operate the Packers with Jordan Love with an overall rating of like 67 or something uh, in these online games. It's quite the different tactic than when you have Aaron Rodgers back there, I'll tell you that. Uh, Donch474, when did you start to believe that <clears throat> Rodgers could be the long-term starter? Was it as quick as 2008 or that winning streak in 2009? Just interested for reference of how long it could take for love. We talked about this a little bit on Twitter the other week. Um I, all I know, all I remember is that after, and I think Zach Cruz kind of backed this up, uh, after the first week, I was not all in like this is our guy, but I was like, okay, it's just Packers football again. Because that first start against Minnesota was weird, like because we had had Brett in town for so long. And, you know, I think it was pretty clear. I mean, the Packers kind of made that decision for everybody when they gave Rodgers an extension. You know, people forget, but I think he played, what, eight games? Or something that first year as a starter when they gave him his first contract extension. You know, basically Ted saying, this is my guy and I'm going to keep him and he's not going anywhere. So it wasn't like we ever had to worry about it much. And also he played well, especially early in the season. So, you know, I think a lot's going to obviously depend on how Jordan looks. And I'm sure there will be naysayers throughout the season regardless of how good he looks or bad. But, yeah, no, it didn't take long. It didn't take long. But, again, like I said, the Packers kind of helped us with that by giving Aaron an extension. Nicholas, thanks for the super chat. Does it really <coughs> sorry? <coughs> Does it really benefit us to trade Rogers post June first? Isn't it better to eat most of the cap hit now rather than later? Nicholas, I agree. Others may have different opinions. I think it's much better to eat the cap now. Um, and I get look, it's it's a outside benefit, I would call it, being able to kind of you know spread it out, but I think it's better to eat it all now. Um I think that's, you know, something that it's obviously a marker where, okay, if a deal isn't done by then, well, this is now an option. I don't think it saves them much. I don't think it helps exponentially one way or the other. 
it's just another tool that they can utilize. But I don't think it, you know, ultimately means that much. And to your point, I think it's a lot better to just get it out of the way now. You know, they've they've basically set themselves up now with the cap, where is if and when this trade occurs, you know, yes, they're going to take a, a hit in the when it comes to the cap space, but they've got enough to maneuver and utilize what they need to do as far as signing their draft picks, what have you. Um, clearly been focusing on very small contracts. I mean, most of these guys that they've signed have been given one-year deals for the vet minimum or just above in the case of Rudy Ford. I saw I got a little bit more, but, you know, I think they're very clearly operating from the place of we're going to take our medicine this year. And I think that's, you know, understandable. And that's why I keep saying, you know, uh, as far as the draft goes, you really hope they can find one or two guys that can help Jordan kind of hit the ground running, so to speak, because they're not going to be able to help him via free agency. New York Cheesehead is late. What is going on? What is this world coming to? Quinn. Thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags. Why do I f- have a weird feeling about Roger's comment? It's my intention to play for the Jets. Seems very much like his immunized comment. I think you're just uh, a little shell, a little uh, PTSD from all the fallout from the immunized comment and the fact that it's now been so many, so many days since he made that comment. Our minds get worrying. We start picking things apart. We start going back and going, well, what does this mean? What does that mean? I think it's just a question of the Jets and the Packers getting this deal done, which I expect will happen before the draft. I mean, until that happens, until the draft is coming and gone, I really don't think much about it. I really don't. But I hear what you're saying. Aaron is certainly one to choose his words carefully. But I think he's mostly in that interview, and when he utters that, he's trying to toe the line of, like, that deal hasn't happened yet, and but I want to go play for the Jets. So I, I, I wouldn't read too much more into it. But who knows? Maybe he was sending signals to a third party. Sharif, thanks for the super chat. It would never happen, but the Packers could Al Davis AR Marcus Allen. Uh, not really. I mean, yeah, no, I think uh, that's a little out of the purview of the current CBA and the way con- the contract is set up. What else we got? Badger Trio, what's up, man? Love how AJ with Community sadly don't see resign. Love how AJ with Community sadly don't see resign. I have no idea. Oh, talking about AJ Dillon. So how he fits in the community? Sadly, you don't see him resigning. I think a large part of it is about how he plays this year. You know, if he if he hits the ground running and puts up numbers, I think they'll resign him. I think last year was a tough spot, no doubt about it. His production took a hit, but um, we'll see. He's entering a contract year. Guys have been known to explode when that happens. Uh, I think if he produces, he'll get a a new contract, but we shall see. Truffle Shuffle, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Can you explain a couple scenarios of possible trades? Other than draft picks, is it possible for the Jets to pick up all the money? I mean, it's possible. I know there's been conflicting reporting on what Woody Johnson wants to do there. Um... I don't know what you mean about scenarios of possible trades. If you're talking about, like, just the contract, I mean, it really doesn't matter once he's traded to New York simply because the cap hit is not different. There's certain aspects of the money that is different, poten- potentially, but the Packers have to eat the cap, whatever. Like, that, that hit's not going anywhere. So, I mean, and I understand, you know, that might help the Packers get a better draft pick. That, that is something that has been kind of floated out there, but the cap hits the same regardless. So, 
Uh, what else we got? What did you think of the Packers after dark with Perry Goldstein conversation about Rodgers? I thought Perry and company knocked it out of the park. Um, it's always great to hear a different perspective, and everyone on that live stream clearly has come to the Packers in a different way than I have, and that's why I really kind of wanted them to do it, is I thought you know, Ty asked me about doing it, and I thought it was a great idea, just because obviously I'm on here every day, and you guys hear my thoughts all the time. It's great to get other perspectives and other voices in the mix, and I thought all four of them did a phenomenal job. And if you guys haven't checked it out, make sure you do. Packers After Dark, it's here on the channel. The latest one was really, really great. Lamar to the Colts. <laughs> I know, I saw McAfee heading the charge. We'll see. Um, I mean, I ultimately, I think all of this is a lot of posturing, and Lamar will end up back in Baltimore. But crazier shit has happened. There's no doubt about that. George, I'm with you. I hope we build through the trenches this draft. I, I, man, I keep saying, like, I know people keep talking about pass catchers, like tight ends or wide receivers or adding, uh, you know, weapons for Jordan Love, which I'm all for. But, man, can we – I would not be upset in the slightest if their first pick, whether it's 13 or 15, was an offensive tackle. Wouldn't hate it in the slightest. If it's the pick. I mean, if he's, you know, if it's you know the best value and a great player with great upside, set it and forget it. For five years at least, I'm down, man. Let's go. So I think the games are won and lost in the trenches. It's something that gets paid a lot of lip service, but then when people get kind of tempted by shiny toys, they sometimes forget about that. And I think if there's nothing else you've seen over the course of the last few years in Green Bay, you know, when the offensive line is right, they are effective. But, you know, there, there, there's been uh, a little too much instability there. And whether that's guys coming back from injury like last year or at the end of this year with Yash Nyman going down with that shoulder injury, you know, it's it's precarious. And the more talent and depth you have along the fronts, the better. And, hell, I'd flip that around to the defensive side as well. I mean, I, I think they got two really young, talented players uh, in T.J. Slayton and Devontae Wyatt, but they need some more bodies up there. And I would not hate it if draft capital was used in that manner. William, thanks for the Super Chat. Oh, got to get that there. Not sure how comp picks work, but a lot of ex-Packers. Yeah, I know the the players who had their contracts voided do not count against the comp pick formula, so, or do not count in the comp pick formula. So, it, for example, when Adrian Amos signed somewhere or Robert Tunyon signed with the Bears, those signings do not count in the comp pick formula. But someone like Alan Lazard does. And I think I saw he should net them a six or a fifth. So, yeah, it's sometimes a little tricky. But those void guys, they, they will not count. They won't get picks for them. Is it true Goody refused to consider trading 12 to the NFC? Not to my knowledge, Lee. Um, you know, he's not, I don't think he's ever been asked directly, if I can recall. Um, but I know there was someone who posited that. I think it might have been Schefter. Um, but that was just an opinion slash guesswork on his part. Um, from what I know, no, I don't think that's true. But maybe Brian will get asked about that today in like a minute when he goes live. Uh, what else we got here? <coughs> Excuse me. Football will always be get bigger. I mean, bigger and more athletic. I mean, just big guys don't really help you that much. But um, if you're big and you can move. As Ted Thompson, Ted Thompson was fond of saying, uh, the good Lord only made so many, you know, and those guys are a premium. That's why you see them get taken early in the draft every year. But 
Uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Ryan, thanks for Super Chat. More likely, Packers or Brewers make the playoffs. Oh, damn. Um, that's a really good question. I'm going to say Packers. But just, I mean, it's close. It's slight. Whew, baby, that's a, that's a tough one. Sharif, thanks for Super Chat. Why does everyone hate on Goot? His drafts have been strong. He's done okay in free agency. Your opinion? It's funny. I think you've kind of got that flip from the consensus. I think people think he's done well in free agency and his drafts are okay. I think his draft class last year was really strong, and it shows a lot of promise. But, you know, he's had his misses, but every general manager does. And it's just, you know, the nature of the beast. When you're in the situation the Packers have been, when you're close, you're knocking on the door consistently – you know, the fan base, even the media, is going to focus on every single move, but they're going to focus on what you didn't do and what you should have done and all of those things. And then that kind of gets wrapped into a neat package of the guy doesn't know what he's doing, which, of course, is ridiculous. But that's what, you know, that's what happens when you've been successful. It's not that you're a victim of your own success. I mean, no one's crying for Goody. But, um, yeah, they expect this team to contend, or they did. Probably won't be expecting that this year. But so when it doesn't happen... Everything gets picked apart. and Everything gets tear- torn down, and uh, people have to assign blame. Um, you know, I think Brian's has done a really solid job as GM. I don't think he's been great, but I've understood almost all of his moves. The one that will forever kind of, uh, kind of like stick in my craw is not trading 12 last year. You know, I understand everything around it, the fact that unli- undoubtedly Mark Murphy, Matt LaFleur, and Russ Ball are in that conversation as well. The fact that he had won two MVPs, it's really easy for me to sit here on a YouTube channel and say, oh, you should trade the guy. Um, and for everyone to say that, right? But I think it's something Ted would have done. I think it's something that makes you great, something where you recognize that um, you just recognize the moment and you seize it, and they didn't. And I'll, uh, I'll always kind of be not upset, but I'll always, you know, wish they had, so to speak. Um, I love Rick Harris. See, Rick is proving my point in here. On Facebook, of course, because these are always on Facebook. Goody is in, is competent. Yeah, he's competent. I think he's better than competent, though. <laughs> Goody is spelled uh, incorrectly, too. Soder, thanks for the Super Chat. Was told that drafting quarterback in the first round when a team is competitive is a wasted pick and is the hallmark of a bad GM. John Lynch, come on down. I mean, that's such narrow thinking to me. The worst time to look for a quarterback is when you need one. You know, how many of these teams every year are churning through quarterbacks desperate to find one or trading up insane amounts of draft capital to go up in the draft and get one, i.e. the 49ers or the Panthers this year? You know, whereas the Packers had to give up a fourth-round pick to move up in the first round to get their guy that they're turning to now. It's fine by me. And I understand that whoever was on the board and who they should have drafted and all that, no one pick was going to turn the Packers into contenders or punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. And if anyone tells you differently, you can set them to ignore for the rest of their lives. It's that simple. And so, I know you know this. Eric, thanks for the Super Chat. Nags, was thinking about this last week. What would Jordan have to accomplish to become solidified or beloved by the fans like Rodgers did? Lead the Packers to a lot of victories. I mean, look, everyone's going to be their own guy. Everyone's going to have a different style. Everyone's going to play in a different way. And you lead them to wins, people will love you. Uh, they lose a lot of games, they're going to turn on him real quick, even if he's productive. It's not, it ain't rocket science here. Brian, thanks for Super Chat. 
Need MetLife tick snags. I'm talking Taylor Swift. Yeah, Brian, you and me both. My daughter's talking about, like, trying to, like, get scalper tickets in Idaho or some shit because she can't get tickets here on the East Coast. Tell me about it. Uh, what else we got here? Love can be great in the postseason, and that is when I consider buying a love jersey. There you go, Brandy. I wonder if that's the bar for Packers fans. Like, being good in the playoffs, then we'll we'll get on board. You got to get to the playoffs first, but I feel you. Totally feel you there. All right, buddy. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers. Uh, really do appreciate you guys showing up every day to chat. Um, hopefully, we'll have something more solid to talk about whenever this Rodgers trade does end up occurring. But until then, we'll be here Monday through Friday talking all things green and gold. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. 